A couple of weeks back, Bruce White joined us uh, to chat about bees. The response we had was astonishing. Uh, demanded we get Bruce back on air with us. And since then, there's a story developed that looks at specifically at the queen bee or the lack of queen bees. Apparently, there's good. a shortage. No, uh, um, Muzz was talking yesterday about a television series called Rotten that documents uh, corruption of the global food chain supply, talking about adulterated honey and the like. Um, when anyone talks about bees, the name Bruce White, of course, pops up. He's without doubt one of the... Uh, country's leading experts in New South Wales, of course. He's chair of judges at the Royal Agricultural Society of New South Wales and, of course, heavily involved in the industry. He's online again this afternoon. G'day, Bruce. Thank you for coming back on. Hi, Murray and Phil. Back hey, by Bruce. popular demand, in fact, because everybody said, you've got to get that, that bloke back on because, uh, uh, obviously, you see, I didn't appreciate till you came on last time just how important bees are to the cycle. Without bees, we don't have a cycle, do we? That's right, and they're really the foundation of agriculture because they were introduced here in 1822 honeybees by the early settlers because they bought their European crops and they weren't getting any seed set or um, fruit. So as soon as they bought honeybees in, it all happened. So, yeah, they're certainly the foundation of agriculture. Wow. And most of it's free. That's most of it's free. It's estimated <laughs> something like you know, $8 million to $12 million has contributed to the economy just by honeybees being in the country in That's the form of pollination for food security. That's Talk to us about the shortage uh, the shortage of queen bees right now. I've, I've not heard about this. Muzz was talking about this uh, to me through the week uh, in, in terms of getting you back on to explain this shortage. What's, okay, so, what's so queen bees are really the foundation of the hive and it's a bit like poultry keeping. The younger the uh, fowl, the more eggs. The younger the queen bee, the more eggs she's likely to lay. So queen bees... Multiple mate uh, with many different drones, only in the first 10 days of their life, though. So each hive is genetically very diverse, and she gets 7 million sperm normally if she's mated properly. There are about 300,000 beehives in Australia, and they should all be requeened annually if they're owned by commercial beekeepers because they're moving to simulate the queen to lay 2,000 eggs a day. Uh, amateur beekeepers or recreational beekeepers should requeen every two years. So there's a huge domestic demand for queen bees, as well as we also export queen bees overseas uh, to countries that need our superior genetic stock in those countries. One of the only animals in the world you can post Murray and Phil, you can put them in the mail and away they go. Stop it. Wow. <laughs> you can post <laughs> a queen bee. Yes, you can post a queen bee. That's amazing. So why is there a shortage of queen bees at the moment? Oh, I think um, the bushfires and uh, that devastated a lot of commercial hives and beekeepers have been forced to restock because there wasn't the food after the bushfires and hives died out with starvation. So there's a need for beekeepers to restock hives and when you restock hives, you need a queen bee to go with the other bees. An individual queen bee doesn't start a hive. You need probably 10,000 workers with that queen bee you know, to start a new hive. Right. So that put a huge pressure on the industry for commercial beekeepers to divide hives that survive, to build up their numbers. Mm. And there's always been, you know, constant demand for export of queen bees as well. It's a specialised industry. There's certain people that that's all they do as a sector of the industry is rare queen bees. They can genetically inseminate them to improve the stock. Queen bees are worth about $32, down about $27 if you buy them in bulk. <laughs> um, so that's the reason for 
you know, getting superior stock. If you just let bees requeen themselves naturally, the stock can deteriorate and you get lazy bees and they're not active and they don't produce as much honey as queen bees bought by professional queen bee breeders. Uh, we're going to do a course at Sutherland um, you know, on the 20th and 21st of uh, February to you know, teach beekeepers um, you know, how to rear queen bees. So if people you know, are interested in learning how to rear queen bees, if they get onto the website, illawarrabeekeepers.org.au or educationbeekeepers.org.au, they can find out about that course. Where do queen bees actually come from? Are they a specific type of bee that needs to be born a queen, a bit, yeah, like, how are they a bit like the human queen? Are they yeah. selected from birth, okay. or can someone, can a regular bee be, be promoted to queen? Okay, it's, it's, it's a bit complex, and I'll try and make it as simple as I please. can. Okay, please. In the, in the colony, there are three castes of bees, a queen bee, many thousands of worker bees, and male bees that are called drones uh, that mate with the queen bees. The same egg that produces a worker and a queen is identical up to 24 hours of age when it becomes a larva. So it's possible to remove a larva from a worker cell that was going to be a female bee, and all the workers are incomplete females. You take that larva out, you put it into a specially shaped cell called a queen cell. The other cells in the hive are worker and drone cells. They're different sizes. That identifies the sex, and then the drone comes from an unfertilised egg. So you just take a larva out under 24 hours of age by looking at the size of it, put it into a special shaped cell called the queen cell, and they can be made out of beeswax or plastic. You then put that queen cell in a hive with no queen in it. Because the hive's got no queen in it, the bees will feed all those cells that are grafted if you haven't damaged them when you take them out. You know, with a special tool, it can be a brush, it can be a, a shaped uh, feather, it can be a match or something like that, but you've got to be very careful to take it out. Put in that cell, leave them overnight in a coinless hive. The bees will start the ones that weren't damaged and they'll feed them a lot of royal jelly. So the difference between a worker and a, and a coin is the amount of royal jelly fed What's... and the shape of the cell that the uh, larva is raised in. The queen will come out after 16 days, a worker 21 days, and they'll be an incomplete female, and a drone 24 days. So hopefully that's explained it. Well, um, yeah, pretty much. What's royal, what's royal jelly? What is that? Royal jelly is the milk of the bee, and, you know, it's sold a lot in cosmetic products oh. because a queen bee only lives um, or lives for four years, Whereas a worker bee that's starved of royal jelly, and that's the difference. The bees starve the worker larva of royal jelly and they only live six to eight weeks. So people think, okay, if I eat royal jelly, it's going to be great stuff. I'm going to live forever, more or less. But I don't know that that's quite true. But that's the difference. The feeding of the larva and the shape of the cell determines whether a bee is going to be a worker or a queen bee. Okay. Wow. Uh, and I've also got one final question for you. You mentioned 1822 when they worked out that, okay, we need honeybees from Europe. Uh, yes. But so many introduced species here, it's been a disaster, particularly for the indigenous species. But uh, our little native bees, they're, they're all over these uh, uh, these plants that I've got at home, salvia, those tiny little native bees. You see yeah, them? Yeah, yep, yep. So we've got 2,000 species of native bees in Australia. Stop 2,000. It. Wow. We don't realise that. The ones in the Sydney Basin are mainly uh, uh, Australian native bees. Um, the tiny ones, and Bruce. they're small black ones, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, 
and then there's teddy bear boobies, which look like a teddy bear, teddy and then there's blue bandits. Is that because they're cuddly? Or? <laughs> oh, they just look like a teddy bear. Now, they haven't got the flight range of honeybees. They work different species. I mean, I've had for 40 years in the backyard a tetragona hive, which is the one you described, the small black bees and honeybees, and they're all still alive. Um, so there's not a lot of competition because they work different species of flowers mainly. Right. Uh, because they're small, the native bees, well, not all species, but the tetragona are, they get into smaller flowers to get the nectar and the pollen, whereas honeybees are too big to get into those. So lots of beekeepers, honey beekeepers, have got native bees you know, with their honeybees just out of interest. Uh, <laughs> you don't get a lot of honey out of them, um, but, but they're interesting, and, and they've got similar characteristics, but they haven't got the flight range. They don't fly... Honeybee will go 5Ks. Um, native bees have got a very much shorter flight range than, than that. Bruce, ever ever fascinating to have you on the program. Amazing. Thank you very much indeed for uh, for coming back on this afternoon. Uh, I, I know Muzz uh, upset that he can't be here with us having a yarn to you, but no doubt you'll see him at the Royal Easter Show. Royal Easter Show, yeah, I've known him for a long time. The Royal Easter Show is a big family. and Let's hope it continues this year, but we'll just have to wait and see. But My word. The indications are it'll be on. Good on you, Bruce. Thank you very Thanks, much for Bruce. joining us again. Okay, thanks, Murray, and thanks. Oh, stop, all. stop. Molly's online with a question. Stop. Hang on, Bruce. <laughs> Molly, oh, on. very good afternoon, because Molly's got a very interesting question. All right. Bruce, I'm absolutely astounded. I just want to know how you milk a bee. You're talking about <laughs> bee milk, but I've got all these bees. How would you milk a bee? Okay, so as I said, yeah, raw jelly is really the milk of bee. It comes from the gland in the head. The bees use that food to feed worker larva, drone larva, and queen larva. They feed queen larva a lot of royal jelly, which is a clear white, which is a white substance. So you can harvest that if you're a queen brooder. So you put the larva, as I explained before, there's going to be a worker into a special cell. At three days old, is the maximum amount of royal jelly in that cell, and it's very visible. So you remove the larva, and you then take out that royal jelly and harvest it that way. You can suck it out, you know, with a, a suction pump or with, uh, you know, a, a sterilised spoon. You can take it out and put it in a container and that's how royal jelly is harvested. We don't produce a lot in Australia. Money comes from China and Thailand and places like that. Uh, and some beekeepers specialise in only producing the milk of the bee, royal jelly, uh, and that goes into huge amount of cosmetic products and health food products in the world. Mr White, I knew you could answer Molly's question. Thank you very yeah, much, you Molly. You milk the bee, you harvest the product. That's right. <laughs> Good on you, Bruce. Thanks for joining us, Molly. Thank you for your yeah. question. Thanks, Molly. All the best to you, uh, Bruce. Uh, and I know, Phil, you were doing that. Was it meat? I was just thinking, like, how do you milk a bee? And all I could picture in my head was with really small fingers. That's right. It Was the movie Meet the Fockers? <laughs> yes, that's right. How do you milk a cat? I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs>